evening, everyone, and welcome to Fired Up, the hottest sports show in Central Ohio. The show where four sports fans talk sports for the fans. Our topics for this evening are a sudden death finish and a positive COVID test at the Memorial Tournament. The NBA playoffs moves into the second round. The NHL playoffs skate forward. NASCAR's all-star racers come together this weekend in Fort Worth, Texas. Our blazing bets of the week. Finally, we wrap up with the ex-Falcon has found in a new found a new nest in Tennessee. With that, I give you the chief of our fire brigade, Rob Kalb. Thanks, Colton. Great to be here on Wednesday night in a sultry Delaware, Ohio. Real <laughs> steamy out there. Yeah. Um, I'm not complaining though. Yeah. Like Colton said, we're going to start out with a memorial, and unfortunately, I think this memorial is going to be known for who didn't win instead of who did win. So, you know, let's, let's get that off the plate first. John Rahm came off his round, third round, had a perfect Saturday. Couldn't have played any better. Had an ace, had a hole in one. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, and then got the news. Yeah. Guy had a six shot lead. Yeah. And was playing phenomenal. I mean, just looked unstoppable out there. Yeah. And then walking off the 18th green, you know, the, president or vice president of, you know, the PGA or, you know, whatever, whoever the official was, you know, comes off and, you know, whispers in his knee, in his ear, has a mask on at the time. Yeah. You know, we don't know what he said exactly, but obviously it was enough to, I mean, Rom basically dropped to his knees right. at that point. And his and reaction was, oh, again. no, not, not again. again. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, you knew it was, oh, man. And at that point, you didn't know, you know, I was, you know, watching it live. I was thinking, oh, no, did he sign, you know, an incorrect scorecard, right. you know, because that, that a was lot my of, first thought. You know, a lot of times that's what happens when, you know, golfers get DQ'd or, you know, that's what, you know, we weren't thinking COVID, you know, we weren't thinking that. Um, I was initially thinking, oh, man, he, he signed signed the scorecard incorrectly. Right. But at the same time, the back of my head was like, well, man, he just walked off the course. Like, I don't even know that he's really even, you know, signed gone through yet. his scores with the other right. golfers yet. So I was like, I, I think it's a little too early. So. It was a big mystery, and then, you know, kind of the, the sideline reporter, you know, they go go on CBS and, you know, drop the news, hey, he tested positive for COVID. Well, he cost himself almost uh, – not now you don't know he would have won for sure, but it sure was looking that well, I ha- way. I have a stat on that, actually. So, no one has ever lost a lead at Muirfield Village of that magnitude, of that size. Well, there you go. Of of any, you know, ever in the history of, you know, any event at at Muirfield, no PGA, you know, player has lost a lead that big. And it's, I mean, it has happened on the PGA Tour, but, you know, think about how many times, how many PGA events there are. It's only happened six times in PGA history. So, you know, he has, uh, he had a good chance, you know, barring a major, you know, implosion. Yeah, I, I, you know, and it wasn't like the guys that were behind him had great days, even on Sunday. So no. he, he had a little bit of, you know, leeway to give. And, you know, he definitely cost himself a nice, cool $1.6 million. Almost 1.7. Yeah. 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 Uh, Didn't he set the course record? Yeah. Time? He yeah. was, he know, was on pace yeah. to set a record. Or on yeah. Pace to set yeah. He, he, I think he did actually sit through three rounds, three, yeah. three yeah. rounds, you know, either tied or, you know, did set the record for, you know, the best, you know, score through three rounds at, at the, uh, you know, the Memorial, but, Let's talk about let's talk about the winner. You know, let's talk about you know. Yeah, let's do. We don't want we don't want to slight Patrick Catlay. Catlay, he uh, you know, he won with a thirteen under score, tied with Colin Marikawa, went into a playoff hole. It was really an exciting, and there was some great golf played this weekend. Right. Yeah. No. And uh, you know, just just a little bit on that. You know, 
before when we talked on our show last week. I mean, Colin Morikawa was the guy I said, you know, yeah. towards the end of the segment when mm-hmm. we were talking about the Memorial, I was like, look out for this guy, you know, based on a lot of the metrics that I was, you know, reading about, you know, who plays well at this particular course and things like that. You know, Morikawa was towards the top of all those golfers. Yeah, and we, we should have really had Cantley on our list because this is actually the second time in the last three years he's ended up winning the Memorial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. only uh, – He kind of flew under my radar a little bit. Yeah, yeah, no, and I think uh, he's – yeah, two, obviously Matt said, you know, two-time winner comes only the seventh player to win the the Memorial two, two, you know, two at least two times. So, um, you know, but – yeah, the difference, you know, obviously, yeah, exciting golf, you know, the big news, you know, John Rahm testing positive, but even more exciting, the two, you know, the two guys that kind of took his spot, Yeah. you know, you couldn't have asked for a better, you know, outcome at the end, you know, they, you know, tied going in, have to play in a playoff, you know, I was playoff. Gonna say, Rahm's loss was really the tournament's gain because the tournament got a whole lot more exciting. It did, it right, really right, did. Right. Those two battled that whole next day, right, tied right. back and forth. Back and forth on every hole. I mean, it, it was, you know, it was pretty, it awesome. was pretty good. And, you know, you thought Morikawa had it, because you know, off the tee, Cantley goes way, way right. right. I mean, yeah. you thought, and can't, and then Morikawa goes. You know, it couldn't get any straighter for him down the. But it was the second shot, you know, and mm-hmm. then you know, uh, the the shot from the bunker that that really set it up for you know for Cantley to to so, take it. You know, obviously, obviously he made his you know par putt. You know, Morikawa missed it, even though Cantley's uh, you know par putt was a little bit further than Morikawa's, but. You know, just you know the way the way the ball rolls. You know, so it's uh, you know hats off to him. So the course looked beautiful. I mean, I you know they did a fantastic job. Yeah, I mean it was a perfect perfect weekend for yeah. golf. I mean, outside of the, you know the third day, you know, beginning of Friday, right. you know whatever. I mean, it was a beautiful you know weekend in golf. So. I'll tell you, a lot of the notables that we really talked about going into this didn't really fare so well. We had Ricky Fowler who finished eleventh at four under. Bryson DeChambeau. Uh, you know, Roy McIlroy and Jordan Spieth all tied for 18th at one under. Then you had Bubba Watson and Matt Kuchar both who withdrew from the tournament. So a lot of the people that we were talking about going into this thing, yeah, really didn't perform yeah, well. Right. Other right. than Colton saying Morikawa, right. I said Morikawa. That was him. you know the old one that really you know. Well, we to... all said John Rahm too, and right because I mean I, I, you know out. we had right. said John Rahm because I mean he was he won it last yeah. year, so he was on pace to win it back to back. But obviously you know circumstances you know had their way, so. Um, but yeah, then, you know, we, next week we got the big, the big U S big U S open. So that'll be, you know, something exciting. exciting that we'll talk about on our, on our next show. So, all right, well, let's move on to the uh, NBA playoffs and, you know, as well as we felt like we talked about the Memorial tournament, gosh, did we miss this series in the East? This, we thought this Milwaukee bucks net series was going to be, be the exciting. series to watch. Yeah. And, uh, it's really not turning out to be that way. Yeah, right. It's turned into a snooze fest. So what happened to the Bucks? What's going on? I don't know. I mean, because you can't even – I mean, you, you somewhat have to put the blame on Giannis at the same time because it's not like he's performing at the level that he should be. And it's Game, game one, he played pretty well. Yeah, yeah game yeah. two, he kind of didn't show yeah, up. Yeah, he only had 18 points in game two. Yeah, so. I think, uh, you know, but we that's talked just, about that's it. That's a lot of firepower for Brooklyn. Right? I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy because the 43 seconds into game one – Harden, yeah, done. Yeah, I mean, you lose and, one of your best players. And, and, you know, and you're I'm thinking here, the series just got a lot tighter. Right, and, and you know, I talked about or you know harped on it a lot last week. You got the three-headed monster with Durant, you know, Irving and Harden. Harden goes out in 43 seconds. You're already down, and That's you didn't right. have to do anything to, yeah. you know, you didn't have to work at all to put, you know, to to get one of those monsters out right. of there. You know, he, he more or less, you know, injured himself, and now you only got to deal with Irving and Durant, but. Those two combined are, are are still, you know, amazing. I mean, yeah. it, it's not an easy task to stop, 
you know, both of them. Yeah. So it's well, you know, and we kidded about the Nets being the all no defense team. And, you know, they, they've held uh, Milwaukee 34, 34 points below their average. But from watching the two games, it's not like Milwaukee's taking bad shot after bad shot after I'm saying, bad shot. How many of that Middleton? It seems like he's taken terrible. Well, terrible I mean, shot. I mean, you could, I mean, you could almost throw out game two because nobody, nobody from the, I mean, you score eighty six points. That means you're not going to win. Nobody, right. nobody you know, nobody well. played. What's well. he got combined? Three three pointers or something? I mean, yeah, and we, we talked a lot about it. You know, in order for the Bucks to have a real chance, they gotta have a Giannis second. has to have somebody that you know yeah. can consistently help him out. You know, night in and Four night from out. The outside. Where's Drew Holiday? Yeah, and and, yeah. and so far, be through the first two games, it's it's you know yeah. everybody's disappearing. In, in two games, they're fourteen of fifty-seven from three-point land, and, and they, that's I mean, 20, that's twenty percent. I can shoot that good. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to win many games. Yeah, and I, and I mean, and I know you know no offense to the Bucks, but their offense is kind of built like that. Right. If Giannis doesn't get a dunk or you know get a layup. He's dishing it out to those three-point specialists, yeah. and, and that yeah. was their downfall, you know, last year. They, yeah. you know, they Miami found a way to stop Giannis or at least slow him down, right? And then nobody it, picked up, the you slide. know, when it was time to kick it out for the threes, the three ball just wasn't there. Yeah. So it, it, it just like I, said, a, I, I just don't see where the Nets are really doing anything exceptional defensively. Milwaukee just it, it takes it, bad yeah. shot. This. Well, it, themselves. It, it, it you think it's just like, they're, they're, it seems like they can't adapt if they don't have the three. They don't. They, they, yeah, they yeah, can't they adapt. Exactly. To, you know, if right. they're not knocking down that three ball, they're off. They're sunk. Like they're all, yeah, they don't know how to run an offense besides you know, yeah. yeah. I feel like just the the fact that they know the Nets are going to score a lot of points is in their head. Yeah, they feel right. like they Absolutely. just got to keep yeah. bombing away. Yeah, exactly. You could be right. I mean, I mean, in a sense, in game two, they almost didn't have a choice. I mean, they were down early. I mean, down they were down by like thirty points at halftime. So they. Well, they had think, to, you know, yeah, when almost, you dig yourself a hole like that, that's about the only way you can yeah, get out. I mean, NBA's, you know, today's NBA, that's what you got to do to try to get back in the game. Um, and, you know, we're, we're talking about the Harden thing. I, I'm hearing he's he's progressing, getting better, mm. but will not be available for game three either. Oh. So, you know, I mean, the Nets could possibly go the whole series without James Harden and still, you know, possibly end up with and a sweep. And still with a sweep. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. And, yeah. and at this point, you know, we, we harp on it a lot. You know, Dad has said, oh, you know, they're without James Harden, but it's almost kind of ironic because at this point, the Nets are used to not playing with each other. They're, right. they're more used to not playing with each other yeah. than they are playing yeah, with each all other. Yeah, because all season long, it was one of all, the three all, of them yeah, was out. When, when that trade happened, you know, one of the three was always out. You know, they played maybe – I think a, they said they've only played together – in the regular season, they only played together 12 games. Yeah, yeah. So, so. And, and, you know, obviously Harden played, you know, the entire series before um, against, uh, you know, the eight seed there with Washington Wizards. But – you know, yeah, they're almost the norm is more of, yeah, we, Two you know, we're not three. used, you know, we're not used to playing with each other, so it's no big deal. So, you know, it's, it's working. It, uh, you know, game three for this series uh, is going to be tomorrow, tomorrow night, seven thirty Eastern time on ESPN. So tune in. They're going, going back to Milwaukee. We'll see if you know the hometown, you know, crowd can get the Bucks fired up and you know get them moving in the right direction. But it's definitely not trending in the right way right now. Yeah, so. look well, good. it seems at any given time, though. I mean, if, if they make changes in the lineup, I mean, they're going to throw a Blake Griffin at you. Yeah. Uh, Brooke, was it Brooke Lopez? I mean, uh, Brooke yeah. Lopez is with the Bucks. Oh, oh, yeah. oh well, yeah. um, I'm got, trying to think of their other guys. It, they, they got, got DeAndre Jordan. Okay, uh, that's that's man. who that's who the other guy. I mean, they just got. I mean, I mean, yeah. they got they got interchangeable parts that at any time. Right. I mean, are not going to give you a big contribution, right? But are going to be enough to right? Because yeah, I mean, you got like I said, you got. 
three, you know, three guys in Harden, Durant, and Kyrie that are going to be and, the and I just, horses that are going to. I just do don't it. know if Milwaukee has that outside of the big three they have. Right, you know? right, right. Um, they're, yeah, they're not getting. You know, if those three aren't scoring, obviously, they're right. They're, they're, they're so, not so getting goes Milwaukee. Right, yeah, right. so goes Milwaukee. Right, yeah. Right, yeah. So it's interesting to see, but uh, you know, moving on to the other series sure. then in, in the, the East, East. Yeah, uh, Hawks and Phila tied one to one. Yeah, I got news for you. The knee is good. The knee looks great. <laughs> Indeed, uh, you know, 40 points, 12 boards in that second yeah. game. Right. Uh, it's going to have to stay looking great, though, because as Embiid goes, the 76ers go. Right. And it showed in game what, one. What a name for a ball player, though. Shake Milton. Where'd yeah. he come from? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, 14 points in 14 minutes, man. It don't get much better than right. that. You can't get much more production than that. So, but, uh, yeah, no, this, this series, you know, at, at the Hawks, I mean, they're, you know, one of those kind of surprise, surprise yeah. teams. Um, you know, I thought. The previous series with the Knicks would be a little bit closer, but they took care of business there and, you know, set the tone early in game one, you know, was able to steal one in, in Philly there. And then obviously, you know, Philly comes back in, in game two and, you know, ties the series up. But this could be an interesting one going forward. And, uh, you Agreed. know, definitely, you know, I think Trey Young has definitely arrived as, you know, one of those premier young players in the, in the league. And, and, you know, what we see a lot of times with young players, they play great in the regular season, and then, you know, they come playoff time, they kind of, you know, Just shy away yeah. from the moment, or they, you know, but he's embracing the moment. Yeah. I mean, he's He did only go one of seven from three-point land in that second game. He did, so you know, so they're they, going to have know, to get more production out of him. Right, right. He, uh, you know, definitely, you know, probably was the difference in, you know, why Philly takes game two, you know, and loses game, because in that game one, he was the catalyst. I mean, he was, he was. was scoring, he was assisting, I mean, yeah, he was he, doing everything he did it all. there, and... uh so, yeah, it'll be, you know, interesting to see. But uh, definitely, you know, Trey Young is going to be one of those stars to watch for the next, you know, five, ten years. So. Yeah, I think the series ends up ultimately going six games. And I think I think yeah. 76ers will ultimately take it in six. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I think it goes, yeah, a little bit longer. You know, maybe yeah, six games. You know, potentially maybe a game, you know, a game seven. But uh, like Dad said, it, it, it be goes as the 76ers right. kind of go there. Um, you know, and that, you know, he said he had a – slight meniscus tear i don't think that was from the fall right that night it's probably been there all season those guys learn to play with that stuff mm -hmm. um you know a little bit um you guys ready to move on to the west yeah yeah, yeah let's do it all right well that that utah clippers series is 1-0 and i'll be honest with you those games are so late for me i have <laughs> i got to try to watch the highlights the next day or try to catch up but yeah i know donovan mitchell went off in that first game for 45 points yeah it was barely enough though they i mean yeah, yeah. Win by three. Three. Three they, they, they actually had to had rudy to gobert make, had to block they, or else yeah you know. they had to make a rally yeah. to come back and, 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 and what's his nickname the French rejected. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I think uh, the difference from the me stifle tower. maybe in that, in, in <laughs> that uh, you know, first first game there between the Jazz and the Clippers, you know, the Clippers are coming off an exciting, you know, seven-game series against the Mavericks. I'm, you know, a little disappointed my Mavericks couldn't, couldn't close right. it out. But, you know, they get taken to, to, to seven games. And then, you know, turn around two days later and they got to, you know, go to Utah and play, you know, the best record in the West. Yeah, best record in the West. And so to me, the difference looked like, you know, the Clippers came out hot early. They they got out to that early lead, but then tired legs. You know, they just got yeah. gassed yeah. there at the end and just, you know, couldn't couldn't close it out kind of deal. Um, and so yeah, I, I think that you can attribute that to going to a game seven, you know, the long series that they had, a long physical series yeah. that they well, had. I was getting ready to say it. The Mavericks obviously took a lot out of them. Yeah, because, yeah. You know, they're, yeah, they I, were coming. I mean, the Mavericks led a lot of those games, yeah. even if they wound up losing. So yeah, right, like, right, right. They had to come back, you know, and, and grind out the whole game. So right. a lot of those games, 
weren't decided till late in the fourth quarter. So they couldn't so. rest, you know, mm-hmm. right, their starter. Right? And, and we'll talk about it a little bit more, but it, it's kind of interesting. Outside of the Clippers, who have, you know, that two-star, you know, tandem, the other, you know, three teams in, in the West, they don't have, like, that, you know, superstar power. We're talking about, you know, some teams that just – have good teams, just yeah. have really good, you know, and they have and they one, built their own teams. Yeah, they, the they may have like one, you know, decent superstar, you know, like a Donovan Mitchell or, right. you know, whoever, um, you know, Murray. a Nikola Jokic for, you know, the for the Nuggets. Um, but, you know, the, the outside of the Clippers, those all just have really good teams right. that, that do a lot of things well as a, as a team, whereas the Clippers, you know, kind of go as Paul George and Kawhi kind of go. So it's it's interesting to see how, how the West is going to play out. Right. Um, but game two, game two of that Jazz series is going to be tomorrow night. Like Dad said, Eastern Coast, you know, we get screwed over yeah. here. It's going to be a 10 o'clock game. On, I'm on old. I can't stay up that late. So yeah. catch, catch it on ESPN tomorrow night. So we'll, we'll move on over then to the you know, the two seed, the Phoenix Suns versus that three seed Denver Nuggets. And uh, the Suns, Suns took took game one. Uh, pretty, pretty impressive, impressive win for them. So what yeah. do you guys think about that? Well, I tell you what what the Clippers are doing or what the Nuggets are doing, um, they're running that pick and roll. It's the Suns, I think. Or the Suns, I think yeah. Well, yeah, the Suns to win that first game. Yeah, and it's it's a little more complicated than the pick and roll you learned in junior high, but ultimately that's all they're doing. Right, they're running and, and, that but, pick and roll that CP3 runs to perfection. Yeah, he's yeah. done they, it his whole. They, career. Nobody in the league runs that better. Right. Than, they they yeah. got the right pieces to, right. to do yeah. it. Uh, definitely. Uh, but that's I, just I, that's just basic basketball, right, fellas. Right, that, right. That, that pick and roll. And it's just, been more. It's becoming more and more popular in that in today's NBA. That you know the pick and roll has always been there, but right. it seems like it's becoming more and more a staple of almost every I, offense. I've been, you I've see. been so impressed with the two young guys in Phoenix, the the eight Andre Aiden and uh, this Devin Booker. Yeah, man. yeah, no, yeah. They, they. It seems like Chris Paul, like I say, is kind of. The, the, he was the missing piece for the right, yeah, right. You, know? you know, we've we've talked a lot about Chris Paul saying, you know, how how great of a of, of a person, not only on the court but off the court. Absolutely, you know, just yeah. a true yeah. a true leader, and and you I know, think it's showing up. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Oh, yeah. You know, it. I think Phoenix definitely needed somebody like that to Absolutely. lead these young yeah. players. Yeah, because it's, it's such a balanced team. Really. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Even yeah. Score, you look at the you look at the box score and the scoring was all over the place. Everybody, was right, right. Everybody is contributing. I think in game in the first game, I think all five starters scored in double figures. Mm. So I mean, it's it, that's what you need on, right on any here. given yeah. night. You know, somebody can pick up the slack, and so I think sometimes that 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 helps. That helps. You know, if you only have you know one superstar, or, you know whatever. But you can get contributions from everybody. Yeah. You know you're going to be in a good a good spot. But you know not only the Suns' offense, but their de- they, they play hard nosed defense, right. and I think that was well, the difference in the in the Lakers series and, and as kind well. Of the thing I noticed with the game that that first game was to me that the Nuggets played really soft defense. Yeah, they yeah. they didn't get up. Um, they weren't communicating. They were giving up those wide open corner threes. Mm-hmm. I mean, just those guys were just bombing away with nobody, not even a hand in their face. And another stat that I found, and I I kind of noticed it through the game. They got they gave up eight gave gave the Suns a chance for eight and one eight and, and one, one opportunities. And you wow. can't do that, no. yeah. And no. Especially in playoff basketball, right? right if you're right. gonna foul somebody, even their coach said it. If we're gonna foul, you we better make to it foul. count. Make That's it right. count. You know, so it's definitely even though they watch it a lot closer with the flagrant fouls and all that they, than what they used to. You still. A hard foul is a hard foul, and you can't you can't give these guys opportunities to, to go get, get to the line. free to get free points. You, you know, can't free, just tap free them and then let them lay it in. Right, right, yeah. yeah. You know, 
So it's even their coach was disappointed. He thought they played soft as well. So yeah, I mean, really, really for the Nuggets, other than the uh, freshly minted NBA MVP and and Jokic, what else do they really have to to, to counteract all the Suns have? Yeah, I think uh, you know, I talked about it a little bit when uh, you know we talked about the Nuggets playing well and, and coming into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Michael Porter Jr. has really stepped up. You know, for them. Mm-hmm. Um, since you know Jamal Murray has gone down and mm-hmm. you know obviously out for the rest of the year, um, you know Porter, I've seen Michael Con- Mike Conley's out right for the Jazz. Yeah, he's yeah. he's out for yeah. the Jazz. Uh, but uh, yeah, the difference has been as uh, you know for the Nuggets, it's the kind of that one-two punch, if you you know you will say, has been Michael Porter Jr. has right. played a lot more minutes because mm-hmm. of you know Jamal Murray, um, Murray you know being, being out. out. But uh, you I, know I just feel like there's not enough depth there for for the Nuggets to to really be able to win this series i think i think the suns and chris paul's got something to prove he's right had, yeah he's had a lot of playoff stinkers in his career and i think right. he's, he's ready to, to to move this team along and, and finally get himself yeah yeah definitely finals. you know interesting because uh yeah Jokic scored you know 22 points but only had nine rebounds in right. that you know in that first game so the nuggets kind of go you know, we say it. He kind they kind of go as he goes because with Jamal Murray going down, he he is you know kind of the leader of the team. Yeah, now. and like Matt said, he did win the MVP. He got announced you know before the game, and I thought that might you know move them forward to play a little better than what they did. But you know, he, he's only the sixth international player to ever win the MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, lowest well, draft choice ever, forty first in the draft, lowest wow. draft yeah choice to ever. In you know, and I think what. First, oh, first center since Shaq gave him his props. First center to win the MVP since Shaq in 2000. But, yeah, the stat that I think won him the MVP is that he played in all 72 games. I mean, that's, I that's, that's, that's I mean, a lot to do. That's Every impressive. Game. Yeah. I think if Embiid would have been healthy more, if he hadn't missed so many games, I think he's your MVP. But right. the fact that Jokic was ever playing all 72 games, um, I think, and to me, that that's important because, you know, a big guy like that's playing through some pain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Playing through some injuries. And I think I think the difference, you know, with, with Jokic is not only is he a big man that, you know, you think of every big man, they go out and score, they go out and mm-hmm. rebounds, but he he also is 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 top, you know, towards the top in assists yep. for a center. I mean, mm-hmm. he's he's kind of a passing center that can set people up for, yeah. you know, good looks and stuff like that, which is not what you always see, you know, from a typical back you down kind of center. And, and so. I think another thing that really helped seal his his MVP uh, ballot this year was the fact that when Murray went out, a lot of people thought Denver they, was they done. They wrote the Nuggets off. They wrote him yeah, off, and yeah. he, he just kept leading them to right. win after win after so win. So definitely, you know, if Jokic isn't there, the Nuggets, yeah. they, they're not even in the playoff talk, you know, whatever, without Murray, you know, Murray that's going down. Point, you know, that's I, a good I point, man. That's a good point. I was, I was going to talk about that, but, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's what I think was the difference right. as well, you know. Right. That, that will say his stat line for an MVP is, is not, I'm not going to say lackluster because he's got good numbers, but you, you think of MVPs as they're scoring 30, 30 some points a game, you right. know, at least in the recent history. Right, right. You know, his stat line for the season is 26 points a game, 11 boards a game, eight assists, one steal, one block. Right. Which, which don't get me wrong, those are really good numbers, but it's, just, it's not what we typically think of the MVP lately. Right. Well, I mean, it's, uh, you know, kind of a changing of the guard, if you will, on the MVP because, you know, the three people that were in the MVP race, you know, Embiid has, has kind of been there, but hasn't really been there towards the top. Right. And, and Curry has always kind of been in the conversation. He's won a couple, you know, MVPs, but you know, it's, it's, you know, this was a totally kind of, I won't say wacky season, but it just a little bit different, you know, yeah. in that sense. But a, lot, a lot of injuries this year. But I think, but I think they got it right because I, like yeah, I'm got, not saying that. Yeah, like, like you said, Matt, I mean, you know, what, 
everybody expected the Nuggets to, you know, dry up and blow away. And right. he kept that team going, loaded them up on his back and kept that team team going down the stretch. Oh, I mean, because so, they could have easily so, dropped towards the so bottom. So isn't that what an MVP is supposed to yeah, be? Absolutely. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. 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 Yeah. No, I think that they, they definitely got it, got it right. And, you know, was, he was like the heavy favorite, yeah. you know, towards the end of the season. Though, yeah. though I still think personally what the Warriors without Curry are, are, Twenty win team tops. Yeah, I, mean, I, don't, I, mean, yeah. I, I think Curry actually put up a better stat line, a better maybe. stat line, and I, I think I think looked better for the MVP. But because they were a, a seven, seven, eight seed and right. didn't really get through, right? Didn't have much team success, yeah. let's say. Mm-hmm. You know, where where the Nuggets finished the third team in the West, and we like to talk a lot about how the how tough the West right. is. Right. And he was doing right. it without one of his other you know yeah. top players. Uh, you know, it's that's impressive. So all right. Let's uh let's move on to the NHL. Yeah. Um let's start out with uh you know Tampa Bay, the defending champs closed out the Hurricanes in five games on Tuesday. Um Hurricanes lost all three games at home. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tampa Bay, Colton and I have been on their bandwagon since the beginning of the since season. The beginning of the season uh as a repeat. Um the others that you know, so I mean I don't know what else you can say about Tampa Bay right now. They look like to me, they look like they can beat anybody. Huh? And I, I picked it right when we talked about, you know, when this series started, you know, I don't know, last week or, you know, a couple of weeks ago on our show, I said it would be a 4-1 series. Right. I, you know, I Tampa Bay was coming in hot. You know, they came in, you know, beat the Panthers um, in the previous round and then, you know, came in and took care of business against the top seed, you know, Carolina. Um, but mm-hmm. I guess me, maybe that's what you should be putting your blazing bets on. Huh? <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. I need to start trying hockey. <laughs> right, riding else. the Tampa Bay bandwagon right, on right, your bets. Right, right. So, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know what else you can say about them right now. And, you know, in the other team, the, the Canadiens, you know, they put oh, out – they just swept the Jets. And I, they were the underdog in that series. Mm-hmm. You know, right. they, they knock out the best team in the league. Right, the Toronto. Maple, right, yeah. Toronto. Maple you know, and then they sweep the Winnipeg. I mean, especially Jets. coming, they they took it to Game Seven. I mean, they're coming off a long series right, with, the, right, with, right. with the Maple Leafs in Game Seven. So you thought, okay, maybe they got some tired legs. You yeah, know? and they come in as the dog. And, and the Jets, the Jets had a first round sweep, sweep in their right. series, right. So, so they're they coming be in fresh. on fresh legs, you know, whatever. And they get swept. They get swept. They, 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 it seems like they relish that role, though. Montreal. Yeah, they're really playing well at they the like right. They like to be underrated at the right time. They they have you know since being down. Three to one in their series against you know Toronto in that first round, they have won seven straight playoff games now. So that's pretty impressive. They're they're, they're getting hard. Are they are they the first team to ever do that? Um, I I, I don't know. They got to be up there. Yeah, I mean it's it's probably a long streak. You know, definitely something that you don't see. You know, in a playoff just because just coming back from being down three one against the best team in the league was a feat in itself. And 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 we're you know sometimes in sports you know once you get rolling you get you get you just gotta get hot at the right time and it's strange because actually the Canadians were the 16th and final team to make it into the playoffs. They came into the playoffs winning one of their last nine games. And they they come in and now they're, you know, and it looked like like the same old, same old because they're down three to one in their series against Toronto. And then the switch clicks and now they're, you know, the hottest team right now in the playoffs. So it's, I mean, I guess we can look at as Jackets fans, we can all look at the inverse of that. You know, the year the Jackets had, the best record in hockey history, and then right. they go into the playoffs and they lay it in. Yeah. 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 Speaking yeah. of the it's Jackets, all about when you're playing. I had something I wanted to talk to Matt about. I thought about this, I, and of course, this would come to his consent because I, you know, I know he's a free agent. But Seth Jones, I know, is a free agent, right? Uh, not yet. It'll not be after this. Got season. One year, one more year. Jones and Corpus Sour 
and the number five pick for bu- to Buffalo for that number one pick. I don't even think they need to give up that much. I, I think they could give up Jones and their their five. Because I, I, I looked, and Buffalo, I believe, was 26th or 27th in goaltending mm-hmm. for, like, goals allowed. Right. Yeah, yeah. And Corpus Salas was, like, 18th. I mean, yeah. which is not great, but right. it's better than Definitely 27th. He had a down year. And, and, and him and Elvis are right around that same age. Right, right, you know? right. Yeah, I think Elvis is the one the Jackets want to keep. But – um. I, I don't know. I think that's probably more or, than or I thought I think maybe they'd have Boone to give Jenner. Up. I don't know if they'd want to get rid of Boone Jenner, or, or they right. probably want to keep Cam Atkinson. I imagine. I, I don't think that they really need to go get the number one pick. I think that they can even trade Jones to get a top, you know, center or a top player, or just get another defenseman. Right, you know, a defenseman right. that won't be wanting out of town. Right, right. Because they have they a really good Rinsky. defenseman in Rinsky, yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah, they right. can get somebody a little lower and right. and maybe get some draft capital and a. And another defenseman. Right. I, I think they have all kinds I, of options. They can I don't really look do. for the Jackets to be good next year. Yeah, I really I don't. don't. I think I don't. it's. I think it's. They've lost too much talent. Have they decided they still, on a coach. They still haven't no, picked no, the coach. Haven't the coach. So um, we'll so. see. We'll see what that. How that you know shakes yeah. out. But uh, was it the guy from the Vegas? Is he? He's like the number one. Uh, I don't know. Their, their old coach the, is the guy in in the run. Gerard. Yeah. 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 So back to the NHL playoffs. The Canadians. Will face the winner of that Las Vegas Avalanche series, that which is, is, a which, is series. which is right now three to two. Um, after Vegas pulled out a thriller in overtime the other night, yeah, um, they're going back to Vegas on Thursday, and I'll have some highlights on that. That's going to be my blazing bet of the week, picking that game. But yeah. I'll save that for later on. But I mean, that's been a great series after. Vegas got blown out by like seven goals in that so, first. They got Colorado beat ran out to two in that two, two two series. Two. Yeah, yeah series Colorado three. took the first two games, yeah. and then you know Vegas has since won three straight. So right. it's so the they're going to face the red hot Canadians. So that, I think whoever comes out of that's got their hands full, obviously. Um, but yeah. you know they're they're both both teams are playing. Vegas is really playing good hockey right now. Right, and yeah. I you know Mattis touched on it a little bit. I think you know those. Those two teams probably one of those two teams is probably going to make it to the Stanley. Cup. I, I really think so. I, I think I think Montreal has done a lot, but I they cool just, off. I, I think they cool off, especially now that they're going to have to sit there for a yeah, minute. I mean, especially maybe, if that goes seven. Yeah, right. If they I, I, I think that that could be the worst yeah. thing for them. What, what does you know? What does that do for them? You know, right. does that you know cool them off? Yeah, when you're hot, you want to keep playing. Right, right, right. So, but yeah, this this Avalanche Vegas series, you know, I I you know said it before it started. I, I this had the potential to go you know game seven and yeah. was kind of a a matchup that I was looking forward to when the playoffs you know kind of were announced. I know that, preview. That's Rob's blazing bet, so we won't ask him right now his opinion but, but yeah but, but, I, but I, I i think i think it's going to go seven so i i think colorado wins 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 game six in yep. las vegas by yep. the way no uh, no comment <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah it's it's going to be interesting i mean yeah definitely right now the momentum has switched switched to las yeah, vegas absolutely. so it's going to take a little bit you know extra effort from the avalanche and then they, they, they were you know one of the best teams in hockey so yeah. it's not you know out of the realm of possibilities but yeah, uh, it, it's just it's hard for me to see them losing four straight games mm-hmm. so I, yeah, I, just, right. I, I think they they, they, get, they pick up this win and force game seven and then anything happens yeah, in yeah game, game seven. seven is anybody's game at that point so True. Uh, all right well the, the last game and uh is actually we have it up on the monitor right now that's a is the Bruins and the Islanders with New York up three to two in that series? Another super exciting series so yeah, far. It's right. been back so, and forth. And, and the winner of that will obviously get Tampa Bay. So, um, you know, I, I think we all thought that Boston was maybe going to breeze through this maybe a little bit easier than than what they have so far with their playoff experience. But uh, 
you know, New York up three to two. We'll, you know, we'll see what happens tonight. Right. And every game, almost every game in this series has been close. Yes. I yeah. mean, it's yeah. uh, got two overtime games and then game five was decided by one goal. So it's been kind of a back and forth chess, chess match yeah. for, you know, both these teams. They're in New York tonight. Yeah. In, um, in New York, you know, hopefully they can close who it do out. You, who, what do you think? Give me your, give me your predictions. If you're ready to do that in this game tonight. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I think Boston, wins game six tonight. I, I think I agree. that they just are too good of a team. They, that uh, actually sets up my blazing bet because I'm, I'm picking the game seven because I've got that much confidence Boston's going to win tonight. Win, yeah, yeah, right, right. We're going to be scrambling. <laughs> to... Yeah, yeah. The, uh, but, yeah, I think uh, definitely I think Boston gets it, gets it done tonight just the way the series has kind of gone. Uh, it, it, I'm not going to say it's not going to be because this every game in this series has been kind of a grinded out kind of game. So, I, I like Boston to get it done here in game six. This has been a really physical series, too, if yeah. you've had a chance. These guys are whacking each yeah, other. Yeah, they're, they're getting a little chippy. You know, their coach even uh, got a little got a little feisty. Said, said some comments, you know, on the last game. <laughs> he got that, a fine know, for that, didn't he? Right. The referees are, you know, calling some soft stuff. You know, this is, you know, BS kind of thing. And uh, obviously, yeah, every time you make a comment about the refs, you're looking to, you know, eat some money, uh, you know, making a comment like that. But. You know, it, the longer the series go, the, the more chippy it gets because you're seeing right. the same guys, yeah. you know, yeah. night in and night out. Yeah, the way so they, they set they, up their, this season, especially. Right. These guys have seen each other yeah. all yeah, season. Seen well, them all, like, all every long. other week, you're playing the same team. Right. So they're right. getting sick of each other by now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, but, uh, yeah, if we're, if we're done in the, in the NHL, then we'll uh, move it on over to uh, NASCAR. Big all-star race. Yeah, this off the skates and on to four wheels. Um, yep. NASCAR's um, uh, all-star weekend, you know. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a race that doesn't count for any kind of points. It's, uh, if it's bragging rights and a million-dollar yeah, payday. Yeah, a right. million dollars and 100000 to the pit to the best pit crew. So yep. um, it's it's in Texas, as we said. Um, it's a There's 17 drivers already set. And then the rest of the field, the way I understand it, will be – We'll have to qualify, and then it'll be one for a fan vote. A fan vote. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's anywhere from uh, let's see, four more guys might get in, or two more guys might get in. It all depends on how the the qualifying right. race goes. Yes, so yeah. a little smaller field than you know what you normally see in an NASCAR race. Right. Um, and so then there's, there's 22 drivers competing for that those final spots. Right. Um, those top 17 were placed in order. Just by a draw, you know, luck of the draw, one yep. through seventeen. Kyle Larson did did draw the the pole for this to, right, to yeah. start this race, and this race is set up a little differently. Yeah, yeah. It's a they're doing it in in, in rounds, so right. kind of like stages. And uh, yeah, I don't know if you guys if you guys read I did some I did some, some, I did some I, research. I, I, on I that. did that. Yeah. It's it's going to be kind of interesting how they're doing it. But, yeah, uh, absolutely. It's it's kind of broken up, but makes it a little bit. I don't know if you want to say choppy at the same time. You know, it, it could be it, you could either love it or you hate it kind of yeah. deal. You know, you. I, I think for an all-star race, this was a good way to do it. Yeah. In a regular race, I wouldn't want to see no. the, see him do it no, this way because but. you're not rewarding a guy that's that's being consistent. Right. right. Um, this one is, you know, like Matt said, the first the first round is 15 laps. Yep. And it's set by your pull, you know, the starting position. The random so. draw that they right, did already. Right. So so it's 15 laps, and then they take a you know a, a mandatory pit stop. And then the second round is well. So after that first round, though, uh, spots eight through twelve actually get inverted right. in the order. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, they do that the whole way through. Uh, second second round, uh, the entire field. The entire field gets the, inverted. The third, the third round, it's back to eight through twelve. Yep. And then round fourth, four, fifth, and sixth, there's no changes. Um. Yeah. Round five, I think, is determined 
uh, by, by the, your, by your first four. Yeah, by, yeah right. By your yes. cumulative yes. finish. Yes. Finish. Yes. Yes. So obviously in round five, whoever has the best, you know, cumulative finish round one through four, we'll start on start number one, you know, on round five. Yeah, and then obviously round and then. And then, know, however, and then you, the, you finish, you know, in round five is how you start in round six. Right. So. And then the, the first four, like I said, are 15 laps. Uh, stage five is 30 laps, and stage six is 30 laps. So, mm-hmm. yeah, like I said, that that um, and, uh, stage stage five is actually a, kind of an exciting one as well because in stage five, all cars must enter the pits at least one time for a four tire change. And I think that's the that's one. That, that that's where the that's, that's where the pit crew is going to get paid that, off of the hundred thousand yeah, dollars. Yeah. Fastest pit stop. And I think it was the uh, I should have wrote the guys. I think he was the pre, the president of Texas Speedway said these crews are going to have to pack their lunch because it's going to be a tough one. It's going right. to be hot. Yep. You yep. know, it's going to be a long day. Long, you're, long day. You're in Texas in the middle of June, so right. it's going to be hot, and, you know, these guys are competing for, for some serious money. No points for serious money. Right, so, right. So should be exciting to watch. Yeah, definitely something, you know, something to look forward to and, you know, kind of that, that, that preliminary race to determine, you know, who makes it into the All-Star, you know, we, we've talked about him a couple of times on the show, and that's Bubba Wallace. He'll be in that, you know, qualifying race. Yeah. Um, so we'll see if he trying can, to make his way in. You know, do well I, I think he could definitely be a guy who's going to be toward the top of the, of the fan vote just, just simply because of who's got back. Right, right, yeah. Michael Jordan's driver. Right, so, and, uh, yeah, that, that kind of preliminary race is set up in stages, too. Yes, where, you know, there's three, 20, three stages yeah, for that 20 one. laps, 20 laps, and then 10 laps for the Final stage, and so each so. each stage winner earns a spot. So if, right. if one guy wins both stages and wins the race, then only one guy gets in. For right. right, right, yeah. So we'll see how how it pans out, but you know, it should be interesting. You know, kind of a a, a, a you know weird or, you know format, but you know, kind of exciting at the same time to see how see the, how the good drivers with good cars have to fight their way back through the pack. Right, yeah. try to stay clean. That, that's what know. I really like about it is yeah. some really good drivers are going to have to go to the back and and work their way up. That'll make for a lot of excitement. I think yeah, it will yeah. too. I think it'll be. I think it'll be fun to watch. Right. Definitely. All right. Well, I think it's blazing bets time, fellas. Uh, who wants to lead? Who wants to lead off? Not me. I don't want to. All right. <laughs> Again, we want to emphasize that this is strictly for fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. If you're if you're betting your mortgage on our picks, you're gonna be homeless. <laughs> so you know, uh, Matt, why don't you lead us off sure. with your blazing? So bet. so you know, I, like I said, mine's gonna be based off of this game going the way I think it's going to tonight. I think Boston's gonna win tonight and force the game seven. So I'm I'm, go- I'm going with game seven, number three Boston against number four New York. Uh, that'll be Friday, six eleven twenty one at seven thirty p.m. And uh, I, I'm going with the Bruins. Just I, they have that playoff experience. They have that moxie. They've been there before. I, I think that's gonna be enough to really pull them through. And I, I think Boston. Wins tonight and forces and wins game seven. All right, so if they don't win tonight, does that mean you get two losses, Matt? <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> He'll take two L's for that one. I mean, I'm, I'm batting a little under 500 anyway, so what's two going to hurt me? Terry, <laughs> right, right. what you got for your blazing bet? I'm going with the Phoenix Suns. Okay, all right. All right. Very good. I just think they're they're on a roll right now. You mean like the next game? Or yeah, the whole yes, series. Yes. No, no, no. The the next game. Okay. Yeah. Next right. game. Is that tonight at ten thirty or is it tomorrow no, at ten thirty? Tomorrow. 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 Yeah, yeah. There's only one tonight. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm taking it because the the way they're playing right now, I mean, the momentum I think has kind of shifted towards them. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul's got them at a at just an extraordinary level. That's my my pick is the Phoenix Suns. All right. All right. Good Very deal. good. Well, I got the I'm taking the Vegas Colorado Avalanche uh, game um, as a my great, great series. Yep, they're going back to Vegas. Okay, yeah. Vegas is 21 five and two at home. Ooh, pretty good. And Ooh. 
And keeping with our old man theme, Mark Andre Fleury, 36-year-old goalie. And one of the best in the league still. And having his career high save percentage this year at 928. Wow. You can't bet against him. No. 36 years old and still playing goalie at a at the highest level possible. I mean, and he's been the difference, man. You saw it yeah. in game yeah. one. They he got, stonewalled. Got destroyed, you know, game one, seven, yeah, to, right. seven to two, and then yeah. after that. Yeah. How, how much Since do you think Pittsburgh has got to be regretting not I'm just not getting ready to say that. Yeah. 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 To me, that goes down. As how a, could they let a, him go I in the expansion? Know, a big right? question yeah. mark. Like, so, I don't understand why. So, at, at 36 they years old. They kept Barrasso. Yeah. When the average age of an NHL player is 27. Uh-huh. You know, so we're, you know, putting him in there with, at only 36 years old, we're putting him in. <laughs> we're, we're, we're saying put, old man. At yeah, 36. we're saying old man at 36. But, you know, we're going to lump him in there with Phil Mickelson and <laughs> Julio Castroneves as the old guys that have fared well here in yeah. recent weeks. So, I'm taking Vegas over Colorado and knocking Colorado out of the playoffs. All right. Ooh. All right. Well, I'll wrap up our blazing bets here. And I can hopefully get back on the race. <laughs> I, I say it every week, hopefully. But, you <laughs> this know, guy's one in ten. Uh, yeah, so. I'm like, uh, you know, having hey, one. Blind squirrel finds a nut sometimes. Right, right. Be so here we go. This this is it. This is the one. Uh, we got the Houston Astros, uh, 34 and 26, second in the AL West, going up against the Boston Red Sox. Uh, Thursday night, 37 uh, and 24 for the Red Sox, second in the AL East. So pretty pretty close matchup between uh, two, two AL teams going at it. But, yeah. Thursday, Thursday night, seven o'clock, uh, seven ten p.m. Eastern time. It's going to be, you know, the the last game of the series, third third game of the series. Astros got Zach Greinke pitching on the mound. Uh, he's, he's been doing it a long time. Yes, yeah. six and two with a three point three eight ERA, sixty strikeouts. So not a not a high strikeout volume guy. Um, but the Red Sox then have. Eduardo Rodriguez at five and four with a five point five nine ERA. Hey, real quick, Matt no sooner made his bet and the Islanders <laughs> scored. They're up one to nothing. <laughs> Thanks for that, Matt. Yeah. yeah. Uh, New but, York clubs. Right. So Astros come in uh, in their game in their series. Uh, they're seven and three in their last ten, and Red Sox are six and four in their last ten. So wow. Kind of a you know pretty much a you it's know a toss up toss up there, and Vegas you know has it as a toss up. Literally yeah. the odds are pretty much even for both teams. So it's it's a coin flip of who's going to win this series, but I like Grinky here. Yeah. Better pitcher on the mound for the Astros. They come in as the hotter team, you know, winning seven out of their last their last ten. You know, like I said, it's about dead even. So if you bet a hundred bucks, you're it's not quite dead even, but you bet a hundred bucks, you're going to win ninety two dollars and sixty cents. So you get you know basically double your money kind of deal there. But, hey, right? you know, win or lose, I'll give you props. You're at least picking some tough games that are right. you're not making it easy right. on yourself. I, I, yeah, I'm sure. not picking. You know. There are definitely some games in the MLB that I think I probably could get right, but I'm, I'm trying to find the best matchup yeah, every sure. week to, to, you know, at least make it more exciting, Absolutely. you know. So, right. well, hopefully again, I could get a win. Again, don't bet your mortgage. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. All right, so our last topic, we got time to get this squeezed in. Big uh, NFL news this week. Um, Julio Jones gets traded from the Falcons. You know, he's going He's going to uh, Tennessee. Um, we'll see what happens there. I know um, – to me, it was a good deal for him. I mean, he at, at 32 year old wide receiver, he's getting 15 million guaranteed first year, which is which is big, I think, for a 32 year old uh, receiver. And he wanted to go to a contender, and I think Tennessee's a contender. Yeah. So I, um, this one is baffling to me. The, the, the Falcons bug, yeah. got 
destroyed they got, they got, they got the trade. Yeah. Like, what are you thinking, Atlanta? Yeah, like, I, they're definitely entering rebuild mode, and uh, I'll tell you what, Matt Ryan's got to be the next one on the phone. Well, that's what I they said. The biggest mistake that they made was not getting rid of Matt Ryan, too, yeah. and just starting right. yeah. starting fresh everywhere. And, and then that, that calls into question their draft. Why, why are you taking a tight end? I mean, your offense is going to be yeah, awful. You want that, a franchise quarterback for this. Yeah. Tight end. Right, so, right. I mean, I don't see why they didn't go after a franchise quarterback if they're really looking towards the future and starting to right. rebuild. I mean, it, it, and like we talked about, you know, like maybe last week or a couple of weeks ago, we talked about, you know, Julio making the announcement, you know, it's pretty much done in Atlanta. Yeah. You know, it's just a matter of when I get traded. I mean, this has not been anything new because the Falcons have been working on this deal since right. March. Yeah. So they knew going into the draft. Hey, there was a lot of teams that were interested. Right, and I right. Think What's so amazing is that they didn't get a first round pick for him. Yeah, yeah, and that was that's my whole thing. Yeah. You know, the whole, they were holding on the whole time. Out, the whole time, the Falcons kept saying, you know, we want, we want at yeah. least one yeah. first yeah. rounder. Yeah. Though, the, 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 a lot of people were saying it was going to be tough for them to ever get a first rounder with that fifteen point three million cap Fair hit team. on the books. So I, I mean, I, that, I, that I really that, that I think that hurt the chances of them getting a first rounder. So I, I think they got about as much as they could, but. Problem is, the second rounder is really pretty much going to be a third rounder because Tennessee is going to have success and be picking at the bottom of the second round. Right. So they got a second rounder and a fourth rounder, which is really like a third and a fifth. What are you really going to pick up that's going to impact your team down the road with, with those picks? Those, you know, those late round yeah. picks. Right. You know? right. And, and actually, the, the Titans actually got a, a sixth round pick in yes. as well. You know, with yeah. with Julio, yeah. they get yeah. in twenty twenty three they got a sixth round pick. Right. So which should be an early sixth round pick, which would be like a fifth round right. pick. Right. The Falcons, you know, are, are going to probably not right. be good. So. so so you know, not only do I think Tennessee was a big winner here, but uh, on a on more personal level, I think the real big winner is Derrick Henry. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Um, yeah. Teams aren't, you know, they're they want to stack the box against Derrick Henry with eight or nine guys. You're not going to be able to do that and cover Julio one on one. So, right. well, and, and not to mention AJ Brown, Brown is one of their stellar exactly. stellar players that they just drafted, you know, a couple years ago. Right. And so I think that helps him out too. Yes, you know, absolutely. that that lightens the load. Tennessee lost Corey Davis in free agency uh, to the New York Jets, so that was one of their big receivers. I, I don't, I don't, th- this is like a dream come true scenario for, for the tight. I mean, yeah. you couldn't ask for anything better. Yeah, it was, it was easier for them. Get wrapped. Right. Because I, on a silver I think platter. everybody on their offense benefits. A.J. Brown benefits. Derrick Henry benefits. Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, Tannehill benefits. benefits. I yeah. mean, it's, you couldn't ask for anything better than, than, than this. And they didn't have to give up a lot right. to get it. I mean, it, it's, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know how you can say that Atlanta, by far, Tennessee yeah. won this won this this trade. And then AJ Brown, talk about a stand up teammate. He even offered uh, his jersey number with number eleven to Julio yeah. when he came in. And Julio said, "No, yeah. that's your number. You keep it. I'm yeah. gonna switch numbers." So Julio is switching to number that's two, a, and that's that's a good number. start. Those guys getting started off on the right foot. Yeah. I think that's important. Right. Um, but yeah, the big winner. But to do me you is think? There. Do you think this? Uh, you know, we obviously talk about Tennessee being you know a great team, but you know. Does that basically mean that that the Titans win the AFC South? You got you got them, you got the Colts, you got the Jaguars, and then you Texans. got the Texans. So uh, I think the Colts still have an outside shot there. Yeah. I think that's still going to be a tough division. I think the they're your odds on favorite. Yeah, um, you yeah. know, if I could pick, you know, an early. The Colts are going to depend on how Carson Wentz plays. Well, if, if Wentz gets yeah. back to the Wentz of old, yeah. you know, his first couple the other, years. The in other league. two are rebuild, rebuild. And they were and they were interested in Julio Jones yes. too. Right, yeah. right, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I think it's definitely yeah. You, you got a toss up between the Titans and, and the Colts. You know, it's just a matter of you know, does does you know Tennessee's defense? You know, they they they've obviously looked towards their offense more right. here recently. Is their defense you know good enough to you know still keep them in games and things like right. that? And, and the problem really is, though, 
it's still not enough to get them past Kansas City in my mind. Yeah. So I mean, they they still got to go through. But more the equipped. AFC goes through Kansas City. Yeah. At, at but they're more point. equipped now in case they have to get in a shootout. Right. They, they got they, the weapons so. to get in a shootout. Right. They they got you know. Tannehill still got a pretty good arm. I mean, he can still zip the ball in there where. I think Matt Ryan maybe was, has lost a little bit mm-hmm. of yeah. the zip on his arm, and I know Julio, he likes to go deep. He likes to run those deep routes. So. I mean, he's a tall, you know, a yeah. big target. Throw well, it out, let him go get it. Yeah. Guess what, what Julio is Tennessee really getting? Because right. over the last three years, his numbers have, have dropped every season the last three years. Right. So is, is that because of Matt Ryan not being able to get him the ball? Is that he, because he's getting older? Last year was, was injuries. He uh, was injured. I think he only played nine games last year. Um mm-hmm. I forget maybe hamstring or, or something like that that you know kind of kind of knocked it you know yeah. kind of put a damper on it on his season. So hopefully you know this season he's you know fully healthy. We can see you know what what he can do. But you know it has been you know he has declined the last you know several seasons. If you don't know what uh, yeah what 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 we're looking at you know it, at the same time it could be a breath of fresh air for right. him you know Absolutely. coming into Tennessee getting a new you know a new offense yeah he new... made no bones about wanting to get out of Atlanta right so we'll, we'll see not being the only weapon yeah there's a lot there's a lot looking up for who right right yeah. he, he definitely walks into a much better situation yeah. than what he you know left in, in Atlanta Absolutely. so yeah. yeah I agree well that's uh wraps up our show tonight unless anybody's got anything else um we're gonna come at you live again next Wednesday and uh We'll have some new topics. Again, we'll probably talk about the NBA again and and uh, and the NHL playoffs. And we'll have some maybe we'll do some baseball for you next week. Yeah, so yeah, we, uh, we we appreciate you tuning in. You know, again, we're just four fans doing sports for the fans. We're not experts, but we do love our sports. So uh, we'll uh, let the guys say good night. And uh, you know, we're, we're take, fired up, baby. Yeah, we'll yeah we're fired up. Thank you.